Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go low, baby. Oh, let's get down. Let's they they get say there's a saying, and I'll, I'll say this. It's a saying that actually came to English, too. It says, go low lest you be consumed. So to be humble yourself and go low true. before you get a big head and fly like Icarus, like into the sun. Absolute <laughs> anyway, Absolute let's uh, change the tag a little bit to talk about who the lady who is considered to be the queen of Peruvian music, Miss Chabuca Granda. She was born in Apurimac. Apurimac is uh, like <laughs> kind of far out compared to the capital. We, we have this thing called Lima y las provincias. So Lima is, of course, the center of attention and anything else. It's kind of like, oh, that's out there. Um, one thing that I really love about Chabuca Granda is that she really did a lot to bring the traditional music into the light of the upper class and into the world. Um, she brought a lot of traditional Afro-Peruvian music, Andean music, and also her own music to light up the pathway for a lot of Peruvian artists to go and spread Peruvian culture and art around the world. Um, I think she died in 1983 in Miami, but most of her life she lived in Peru, etc. So the really cool thing is that she wrote a lot of songs based on the folklore and history of the country. So every every time she is celebrated by every culture because they see some element of their music inside of her music. So very, very, very um, celebrated until now. She is still the queen of Peruvian music. Um, and one thing I'll tell you guys about her that I appreciate is that she lived in an area of Lima, which we have talked about earlier, which I think you saw that music video that we did Aya the other time, which is the bridge. Yeah, that takes place in Barranco. So she actually lived near that bridge in Barranco. So the song that we are talking about today comes from that bridge in Barranco called Puente de los Suspiros. So that bridge is the one that is the center of this because she literally lived right by the bridge. Like her house is by the bridge. So you can actually go and visit her house mm -hmm. Uh, the state like made it into a little place oh, people wow. can visit. Um, yeah. yeah, and you could say that Puente de los Suspiros um, can have two meanings. You could call it the Bridge of Size or um, like breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Like yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah. I will read yeah. the poem. The poem is a, dedicated to the bridge and to the people that live in Barranco. So, which is, of course, beautiful music. And she and Oscar Aviles made this lovely song together. And Oscar Aviles is one of the best singer and guitarist producers in Peru that has been out there since forever, genius level. So this is why we picked it, because they're both genius. So anyway, I will read it for Johnny so that I can refresh my memories and we can... Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> that we can figure it out. Like in that, in that voice. I will say it in you my reading voice more. in Spanish. That's the voice. That's anyway, the voice. Puentecito escondido entre follajes y entre añoranzas. Puentecito tendido sobre la herida de una quebrada. Retoña en pensamientos tus maderos. Se aferra el corazón de tus palaustres. Puentecito dormido entre el murmullo de la querencia, abrazado a recuerdos barrancos y escalinatas. Ponte los suspiros, quiero que guardes en tu grato silencio mi confidencia. Es mi puente una poeta que me espera, con sigueta madera cada tarde, y suspira y suspiro, me reciben. Y le dejo solo sobre su herida, su quebrada. Y las viejas consejas van contando de la injusta distancia del amante. Sus arrestados vecinos, vencidos, vencidos por los picos de enterradas raíces en su amada. Es mi puente un poeta que me espera con su quieta madera cada tarde. Y suspira y suspiro, me recibe y le dejo, solo sobre su herida, su quebrada. Y las viejas consejas van contando de la injusta distancia del amante. Sus arrestos vencidos, vencidos por los focos, picos de enterradas raíces en su amada. Puentecito dormido y entre el murmullo de la querencia, abrazado a recuerdos barrancos y escalinatas. Puente de los suspiros. Quiero que guardes en tu grato silencio mi confidencia. And this is the full lyric of the song, not the confused lyrics, actual lyrics. So, that is beautiful. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So for mm. this one, this one is just a classic because if you go to that bridge, it has this like feeling of um, just... It's old, it feels old, it feels safe, it feels quiet. A lot of lovers go out on the bridge. A lot of people like just enjoy going there by the mm -hmm. sunset and like enjoying the bridge. And uh, there's like a whole lot of little, like there's like all this art and culture all around the bridge. And it's, it's a very nice place for thinking, especially in the morning. And she's talking about and also in the evening, and she's talking about like how the bridge is her poet that waits for her every even every afternoon. Yeah. And that's the something, that's the part that I always really think about because she's talking about the memory. She's talking about the 
the um the different cultures that are there she's talking about the injustices distances of lovers and all these other themes but i think the thing that always sticks out to me is that she's like she's like just guard basically like guard my secrets i this is the place where i can think this is the place where i can be true to myself and it's a beautiful place. It's a it's a safe place. It's not a place which is dangerous or or like uh, mm, or negative in that way, if you will. It's very it's a very nice yeah. place actually. Until now, it's not in a bad neighborhood. It's in a great neighborhood. And yeah, she's just yeah, she's just showing this. This beautiful, this beautiful side of things. Yeah. This is so much once again, you know, and, and these are the observances that, that that are made that bring our attention to so much. Uh, a bridge, uh, in the in the physical, yes, yeah, a bridge that crosses a river, uh, or crosses something to, to so that two places can be joined. Uh, it is so much easier to walk over the bridge than it is to try and wade across uh, all these things. Uh, but, but she draws it back to it's with the bridge that so much life can happen, uh, alluding once again to us how we would uh, separate and, and we have this, this torrent of emotions that runs through like a water, like river or whatever it might be. And um, when building a bridge, is is uh, makes it so much easier for all instead of just uh, delving into the actual the, the torrents of the emotion and how that brings people together in the various ways. And I, that uh, I think was a great observance from her part. And being the observer, she speaks as the observer in a way. You know, it's that, that lovely. Um, yeah, definitely. Of being able to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what a beautiful, brilliant heart and mind to take this in and look at all the different aspects of it and then bring it in and to see, you know, uh, the bridge. Uh, that bridge is, speaks of so much. How many people, how much pain happens, how much, uh, all sorts of things. When Build a bridge, man. You know, build a bridge. You know, it's a nice way of going. You know, and it's possible. It is possible that the bridge has to rise above the emotion. The bridge has to rise above the emotion and walk over it. You see, and then we can stand and look at it. You see? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting very kind of, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm getting so sort of deep. Eh? No, but it's true. Yeah. And she's like looking at this. Yeah. She's, she's outside oh. of her. Brilliant. Outside of herself, but you can see yeah, she's I, like thinking about the reality while she's there, but she's kind of like taking a narrator perspective. Yeah, that's good. What do you think? I oh, this was a favorite of mine. It was so beautiful. Just I I love it when works of art celebrate just with 
no shame, just the beauty of the world. Um, and I think that Johnny had touched on it before where, you know, like it's actually difficult to write bleak um, poetry and just delve into the darkness. Um, but at the same time, I think it's the opposite end of the coin is equally difficult to just have unbridled joy and reveling in the beauty of the world is also difficult to do without coming across corny, um, with having a level of authenticity. And I think that um, she did this very well with the poem that um, we're discussing today. I There's almost a pastoral, a pastoral quality to the poem, even though it's very clearly talking about a bridge in an urban setting. But the language used, the the constant mentions of uh natural elements you know like the the ficus the foliage the ravine um trees those all bring about pastoral images to my mind and there's just something so picturesque and dreamy about this poem that just kind of immediately draws you in again this poem like the first one um it it does it's not a concrete poem it definitely has this magical air to it where again it's hard to to grasp fully in in your hand um but what it leaves you with is a strong impression a memory reading that poem creates a world for you to just sort of marinate in and just take in everything it's just so strong and ripe with imagery that it's hard to kind of to pull away from the poem after finishing reading it and you know there there's the other common thread yes it will stay in your head especially because when you hear the song yeah even though i don't know spanish it just it sticks with you uh the words are just so beautiful and honest uh it's got a an intoxicating quality to it and just like the first poem it does talk about love and you know you both had such a beautiful conversation earlier about you know the devastation of love but the beauty of it as well um i think this poem or song definitely kind of leans into the beauty side of love um while also acknowledging the hurt that can come with it just like all good things in life they all come with a price um you know talking about her lover's brokenness his wounds it all creates a 3d image of love in my opinion um it's just it was a beautiful joyful ride for me of course listening to it was an experience of its own um the music was very simple and i think the simplicity of the music really uh paired well with her singing which i from what i understood she used to be a soprano but then a surgery uh kind of messed with that and gave her that trademark deep voice yeah yeah that's correct yeah yeah so just the the tone of her voice also just adds another flair just all these little pieces coming together creates just the 
perfect bite. I, I, I feel like I'm blathering on about this piece, but it's just beautiful in every sense of the word. You're right. You're not you're not blathering uh-huh. on it. No, no, it's always rich. It's very rich. It's it's just, you know, if one wants to get really kind of like, you know, verbose, it's a beautiful ox, blood rich, red. Um uh that that that's uh, that deep uh thing. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, uh this this world is an interesting thing for us. Um, we are constantly trying to explore what and what we are and what we're doing and all the rest of it um, as, as, as humanity or whatever. And you hear it in the way that we speak. As we're speaking now, we don't speak of ourselves as these um, organic mm-hmm. uh, physical uh, beings. We always speak of ourselves more in the kind of, we, we're more than that. We're more than that. We always speak like that. We speak as us. Uh, we don't. You don't speak about uh, the same way about a, let's say, uh, a, a gazelle in the field, and 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 the way you speak about yourself. A gazelle, you will look at and you'll go, "Oh, look how beautiful that is." Talking about the body and all the rest of it, you don't talk about like you know the gazelle's feelings, <laughs> or whether the gazelle is has got a higher. Um, Spirit or this spirit, spiritual does fall into that. Um, it, it's 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 coming to terms in many ways, and that that understanding of we all have a place. I believe that when we go there to that place, we find the safe place for ourselves, for ourselves, where we can look out generally. And generally, what we're looking upon is something that brings to us solace brings to us grace, brings to us some kind of peace. Um, and in her case, uh, it is this. And, and actually, it's so beautiful the way it is like brought about um, in, its, in its explanation because the joining of the physical and the spiritual sort of, you know, my spiritual component, yeah. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Like there's like a, always a very, very like different dimension. When you get into art, you can't just stick with the physical things. That's why arts, that's why artists and scientists sometimes fight each other, but all scientists still go to listen to Bach concerts. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think... It's a difficulty as well. I, I cannot imagine how difficult it must be for scientists because I, I know scientists have known scientists. And it's like I walked into once with, with a man who's an engineer and uh, um, he's very good at what he does. And here he is, an engineer is a creator, an innovator. Yet when we walked into like what was to be a dance show, he said to me, you know, the problem is I just don't understand. I don't understand art. I don't, I, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. I don't, yeah. And that was to me the strangest thing to hear. I turned around and said, but you're an engineer. He said, well, yeah, exactly. I said, but you're creating art all the time, you know? You're doing, you, you might see it as physical, you might see angles, you might see this, you might see that these are numbers. 
But you know as well as I do what is in the numbers. There's a great, great mysticism that enters that. And uh, nobody who works with those sort of things, you know, so, but I do understand what he was saying. You know, it's, it's that part of us um, that we feed, you know, it's the part of us, it's the muscle within us that you either exercise that muscle or you exercise another, you know. And sometimes it is so much easier to deal with physical and, and to, to sort of sidebar anything in the emotional area. Because when you go into the emotional area, ooh, it is oh, another place, eh? Screw that. So, yeah, uh, I get that. Yeah. Yep. Very true. There's like a, that emotional, that line. Some people can't go there because of whatever. And I feel sad for that. But then I do know, I do know a lot of scientists who are very religious and or spiritual people because they see how science is like something completely like that you can't completely understand so it's like two camps of them there's the creative scientists and then there's the non-creative scientists in that way well but also i mean science you cannot you cannot look at science and not see it as creative but it's all about that it's about creating. It's about trying to find some kind of way. Of, it's the same as what you do with a poem or a painting or whatever. You're trying to capture something that is ethereal to us. It is slips its material. Right. It goes yeah. through our fingers. And, 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 and you're trying to somehow put it down so that you're able to explain to the next person. And what they're doing is they're trying to explain to the next person via numbers, via equations, via angles, via this. Yeah. It's a diagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But at the same time, it's a diagram to try and encapsulate that which we do not understand. <laughs> right. We can't quite get our head around a lot of it, which is fine. But it's the people that I think there's like lovely scientists. This is not against science, but like there are people that in the name of science, try to do funny things. And then I'm like, okay, but science doesn't even tell you that. So how are you getting that conclusion? Anyway. <laughs> that is yeah, what I, I get confused. Exactly I'm about. like, huh? That's exactly what you're talking about. You get a lot of people, I get. A, there's a lot of, you know, this whole thing of, I believe in science, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, so what? It's the same as anything else. It's not like really any different, you know. It's uh, if you look at it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it not fill you with wonder? Yeah. Does it not? Does it not like uh, show you that, like my word, you know, this is pretty, pretty wild. Uh, it's all the same. So it's all the same, and, and the decisions that that we make to to present ourselves as um, I, I, I step aside from emotion. I, oh, I don't gosh. feel emotion at all because I'm I am a scientist. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. But no, scientists aren't. Scientists feel and you know are very often I think misconstrued. Um, but then again, are factual. It's like I said to a scientist once, a geologist, sorry, he was a scientist, but a geologist, and uh, a professor, and I said to him, is there any kind of energy in crystals that you know of? And without, without a second's hesitation, he said, there's no energy in crystals. I mean, okay. Okay. 
fine. So that's where it was. There was funny. no debate <laughs> on it. You know, there's no debate on so that it was one. Not a you know, we're not even going there. You know, that's a flat out. Well, well, what can I say? You know, I just said, wow, there we go. That's a conversation stopper. All right. Otherwise, how's the family? You know, <laughs> you know. It's uh, because we expose ourselves to the different things and, and, and whichever journey we take, we are exposed to different things. Um, I mean, for me, to, a scientist will understand if I say to a scientist that interacting with a solid object and what it is, frequencies, la-di-da, blah, blah. Uh, but that in order to, 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 for me to be able to uh, interact with a wall, as in see it, um, uh, it requires the wall itself to have some kind of a receiver and sender to me. Um, right. But then again, I'm going to always be the one who will be attaching emotion and interpretation to that wall, so I'll never see it for what it is, truly. That's when the scientist turns around and goes, oh, rubbish. Yeah, that's the part where science can't, it can't explain. And so... That's where we have the yeah. mystery part, no, I guess you could say. Because there's always yeah. some level of mystery, right? Yeah. Like I can't even describe how my fingernail works totally by science. They know what it's made of, right? They know a lot about it. But every day you have people that are studying yeah. hands and fingernails and they learn something new. Like there's mm. so much so mystery in this world. Right. Oh, it's oh, come on! It's yeah. it's this whole thing, this whole experience uh, is is. I mean, if we're going to try and, it is impossible. I think I think it's uh, we 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 basically keep <laughs> ourselves busy by trying to explain it. I think that's the only thing we know we can't. But it's like this eternal like kind of game, you know, that we play, uh, trying to to work things out. It's impossible. It's a land of no question. The how, yeah. how, how. Like going back to the yeah, onion tears. Oh, right. You know, and then the, the human experience, <laughs> the human experience, yes. you know, what, the, the experience of being sentient as we call ourselves because we say we're sentient and I always say compared to what? And, uh, you know, that rock, how do you know the rock's not sentient? <laughs> so it's, uh, you see, all these things that, the dichotomies that we exist in everything, yet, here we are. Here we are. So the decision is, well, we will look at beauty. The decision is, we will feel beauty. The decision is that we wish for love, those sorts of things. Because why? Those feel good. Good medication. Nice. You know? That's the one. And, and uh, unfortunately, we have worked in opposites, as I always say. You know, so we, we, we take the other side of things. So we always talk about, like I just said, other side. It's not. The, the, the joy and the tears are one. If It's only my interpretation of the tears. Eh. Yes, my interpretation of the joy. Eh. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's all coming from memory within me. It's all coming from learned behavior. So I will attach something to it. Um, whereas if I could see it, and sometimes we are lucky enough to be able to, to, to feel all is one. Because in those moments of feeling all is one, are those great moments, those great moments of complete and utter safety, 
the feeling of, and that's why I always just go, well, you trust gravity. So there we go. Hello. You know, on you go. Yeah. Mm. That's me. I don't know. That's just, oh, not, yeah, I think this is good to end it here unless I have something else to add. I was Please just do, going to do. mention something real quick. Just a second. Um, and it doesn't really have to do with the, uh, you know, science uh, conversation that we were having earlier. It was something that I had forgotten to mention when I was talking about the poem and just gushing over it. It's, uh, it's interesting how the only time of day that's mentioned is afternoon. But to me, it gave very much early night energy in the sense that um, the way that she's describing the way she's describing the scenery everything just feels like early nighttime where the scent of blooms is kind of lingering in the air and people are meeting up lovers are meeting up it has a very tranquil like right before sleep time um energy to me even though Clearly throughout the song, she's talking about afternoon, but just I think it goes back to the alluring magical quality of the words that she's kind of woven for us. She's she's a magician seamstress, in my opinion, just absolutely wonderful. Um, I Genius. know. You know what, it, what that song was? It was like eating a perfect creme brulee, just the delicate crunch on top and then revealing this like rich custardy inner filling and it's just like anything that goes like if the measurements were off just by even a little bit the creme brulee would just be a disaster but she just perfected every part of that art and I just what a treat literally what a treat for me What you've just said, I think, is probably the greatest compliment. Absolutely. That's like a. You really have. You really that's have. Kiss. You really have. I mean, it's. You know, for, for, for any artist to transpose that to someone they don't know, somewhere else, you know, um, wherever, for you to, to be able to bring that and bring that across, and once again, me hearing you say that, that it then becomes part of me as well. Uh, it is to me that is wonderful. That is just delightful. You know, that is, is wow. Yeah, that's what I want. I want that. Life. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. And, and then, you know, a lot of it, and then one can see it actually happening. And it is for artists, especially. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's like that for everybody, I can't say. But I do notice that, that generally speaking, uh, we live at night. Um, we are night people. Um, we, we perform at night for some reason. And we, we sleep in the day or whatever we do in the day, but we dread the sun in the morning. That's it's that weird vampire thing that exists, you know, especially when you're dealing in performances, yeah. uh, live performances. And um, that time of the afternoon, and I, I can really speak for me, it is when that sun starts going, reaching that point where it starts going down. It's, I, I feel a sigh in 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 my environment. I feel a sigh that comes 
from 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 uh, the world at that moment, uh, where the sun is like one minute from breaking our heart, kind of thing. And like you know, it's a sigh of release because yeah. the day is over. And uh, I, that's very interesting because it is a thing. There is a, a calmness that comes over everything in that light of a sunset. And knowing that we're going into the evening where it gets darker, you know, and, and yeah. the light isn't so bright on us. And uh, we're not, yeah, we feel like it is that place where we can uh, legitimately and the sort of hide. We can yeah. legitimately lay ourselves down. We can legitimately breathe. You know, that day is done. That day is done. And, uh, yeah, and I can see, I can just see her sitting and, and maybe having a glass of wine or something. And that was her spot, man. That was her spot. And she would sit and the one thing that she would look at it and she would observe and see all these things and feel them. And we go into that, 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 that place within us that is somewhere between here and there, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yet it's nowhere, but yet it's a place. Um, uh, that, that means sitting briefly and time just evaporates before you know it an hour has passed and it just felt like you've mm -hmm. just been there for a second all of these things come into play in what is written and that to me is, is, is majesty that is divine majesty to be able to do that thank you Johnny thank that you. was you painted a beautiful picture get... just there on your own Yeah, Thank I think we so can much. move from here too, which is I think we had a pretty good, good uh, dive, deep dive, because that's only scratching the surface, ladies and gentlemen, of the arts and culture scene in Peru. Just have to say, just like Mexico, those are two incredible culture hubs. And if you didn't know, now you know. So let's go to the news from Aya. Okay. Let's go. So I had something else completely like something completely different picked out. Um and I had discussed it with you before. But this week has just been just a firestorm of activity within the industry. And it's good news. So I think we should talk about it. Um it seems like not it seems like the writers guild strike is finally over after months what happened she like <laughs> disappeared no the writer <laughs> The power of all is a, the power a of the writer's the strike. Power of all is a just said, deleted her from the yeah. you know? Anyway, <laughs> never mind the silence. It Hercules is, is in <laughs> It is a no. historic win. Um, just everyone is overjoyed. And it seems like things are picking up pace because um, the actors, the street Screen Actors Guild is meeting for negotiations on Monday. So if that goes well, um, you know, then 
these two unions have effectively created a huge shift within the industry, a much needed shift. Um, but it's it's everyone's really excited. A lot of Except me. I'm not really excited, but anyway, I'll tell you why. Well, that's later. why we have these industry news. We gotta hear other perspectives. Um so there are some wins that uh, they didn't get everything they wanted, but a lot of the big points that um, were they were told that, oh, there is no way that you're ever going to get any of, of these things um, actually came true. So um, they got some language in about AI usage. Uh, it wasn't like very firm concrete because um the ai industry is still relatively new so they don't have the language to really properly put all the parameters in but there is language used about ai programs uh with screenwriting uh they got minimum writers in the room so they said i believe like five writers have to be in a writer's room minimum for shows uh with two having to be fully staffed and on set when filming actually occurs um and they uh put in some addendums for bonuses um and then this is a huge deal because this is something i've been following screenwriters for a while now so seeing them mobilize on social media and seeing them kind of break down uh, their concerns within the industry, one thing that always popped up was the fact that unlike um, the days with traditional broadcast media with streaming, they do not get the numbers. They do not know how many people are actually viewing their shows. And of course, those numbers are pretty important when it talks, when talking about residuals and, um, you know, how many uh, hits they're getting. Um, so now with this new contract, they are going to be privy to those numbers, which theoretically could possibly open for the future uh, for more negotiations um, in regards to their pay. I think that um, the contract also, um, opens up for better health uh, coverage for their members. Um, and everyone says that it's not like they got everything they wanted. It's not perfect, but it's a big, big win for the Writers Guild. Um, but it seems like things are going to be pretty tense within Hollywood because of all the bridges that the studio heads have burned throughout this period of time. So I think it's going to be difficult for the writers to kind of get over that. And the fact that um, these studio heads let the strike drag on for the time that it did. Honestly, in my opinion, and I think others also share the opinion, the fact that the screenwriters and the actors were on strike relatively quickly after another um, played a big role in this win. Um, I think that labor solidarity helped the cause a lot along with social media and the way that social media was used to mobilize supporters and also to educate the public on their plight and um, shedding light on what it actually means to be working in Hollywood. Like for instance, there were 
actors like Mandy Moore sharing actual checks from their residuals from streaming, showing that they were getting like a penny from a like a huge hit show that they were um, like the lead of. So I think that the utilization of social media and the labor solidarity and also the general public opinion about the strike helped a lot in moving this cause forward. Um, we'll see how the negotiations happen on Monday, but all in all, there seemed to be really a joyous celebration happening. Um, lifted spirits, I think, even amongst the screen actors, uh, sorry, the just the actors. Um, and we'll see how the industry shifts after this. I'm curious to see if the studios are going to start putting their own PR spin because they've been completely quiet this week. I'm wondering if they're going to put a PR spin later on because um, part of the reason why they didn't jump in in action after the writers uh, declared a strike is because they've actually been losing money because of streaming and they were already pulling back in that regard. So they were like, oh, you know, we'll just cut down our costs right now and just shut down these shows because of the strike. But they don't realize that the strike was going to go on this long. But pretty much before the strike, they were already going down on cutting down costs, cutting down um, show orders. Um, The bubble of peak TV has effectively burst. So that's going to be like a big shift happening. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if in their PR spin that they're going to use later on, if they're going to blame the slowing down of filming and just the fewer amount of projects on the strike and how much money they have to shell on these new um, contract terms. Um, I think we've seen a lot of dirty media play from the studios uh, through talking points and things like that, but they've been suspiciously quiet this week. So I think that this is a general overview of the news in regards to um, the contract. So I open the floor to Allison and Johnny to give your opinions as industry insiders on um, the events of this week. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was. I, I knew it would happen. Why I took that? I thought it actually was. Uh, it, it happened quicker than I expected. Uh, for for for. Um, uh, Negotiations to begin because entering into this is, is is it cannot happen without negotiation. I wish though that both the studios and etc., including also the artists, if everybody could just tell the truth, it would be nice. You know, if, if everybody could just come to terms with the simple facts of guys, we're at a place now where we actually don't know. That's why we don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know where we're going with this. We don't. I don't believe that the film world, as it is, knows, or whatever way you want to place it, the entertainment knows. Okay, how do we deal with this? How do we integrate, or do we separate? Do you see? This is how, and at the rate of growth. That is happening 
is at such a speed now. We've like sort of kind of in a weird way, you know, past the you know the hill and it's going down. And and everybody's kind of like kind of going, well, well, yeah, well, great, but what do we do with it? So do we hire three actors and then we just like, you know what I mean? We we, we like key another one in from another performance, you know, and, and just change them. Yeah. Of what you can do. You know, you can put anybody into any picture. And then I go back to what uh, George Lucas said so long ago. Um, he said the time will come for some Christians where um, uh, artificial intelligence will take over. And, and in my mind, I was going, well, okay, all right. So that means that you make composites. Uh, and I've, I've spoken about this before. So you're going to use my, my, my left ear. All right, that's great. My left ear is going for so much. You know, it's residuals on the left ear. So you see what I'm saying? This becomes ridiculous. That becomes a little bit silly. So... The actual way forward is if if someone can tell me, I would I would be very grateful to know because uh, because I, I I can't it's it's the ground is moving too fast it's moving all the time yeah that's me yeah yeah so for me I think it of course it addressed some things like pay and benefits right. Good, fine. But as Johnny said, like, that's, we don't know where this industry is going. We have no idea. And so the other thing that I didn't see anything about was something that is very important to me personally, which is hours worked, for example, working hours, Um, things like uh, food. Uh, water, basic necessities. Um, because obviously people are like sometimes the writing rooms are all in one place. Sometimes whatever they're virtually working or whatever. The thing is, yeah, of course you're getting getting more pay and stuff, but that's only scratching the surface of the situation, in my opinion. It's only kind of placating people in some way. That's uh. <laughs> I know that's kind of like a Debbie Downer thing, but they're going to be like, yay, 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 until they see that the situation of the conditions hasn't changed. But I think there's like a big disparity, a big gap between the between what these people in these seats of power are seeing and what's happening on the day to day, because they can only see numbers. They only see numbers. They see their people as numbers. They see their HR as numbers. They see their intakes as numbers. Everything is at a very high level, numbers level. None of those people are actually on the ground. Nobody. And I think that the SAG after strike is going to take a longer time to solve because SAG issues, they're dealing with the personal issues. They're dealing not just AI, not just this rubbish. Like, yeah, AI is a distractor. What's really happening is human trafficking. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Nobody else will say it. But there's a whole lot of human trafficking happening and a whole lot of abuse and a whole lot of slavery in many kinds of ways. Because it doesn't matter how much you pay someone, if you treat them like a dog, and I'm sorry to dog parents, but I mean, like a bad dog, like a bad dog trainer, uh, that is that is absolutely unacceptable. 
in any kind of circumstance, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much, like, but if someone is going to put themselves on the line for art and make these kind of sacrifices for you, for your bank account, you have to be careful. And that's, that's my opinion. You have to be very, very careful. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think this, this fight is over yet. I don't think that the actors will make a oh, no. concession this fast. They will not. Um, there's too much abuse happening now. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about these little agreements that people make. And they don't consider the life of a human being. And that's why I'm very yeah, angered. Because true. nothing in the deal, okay, besides health insurance and money. Yeah. And the WHA yeah. deal. Nothing yeah. in the deal said anything about hours, yeah. said anything about holidays, said anything about basic things that these people yeah. need. And their life expectancy yeah. rate is crazy. Yeah. So I'm sorry for the rant, I and I, I congratulate them much. for the things they did yeah. get. No, it's a good but one. it's so absolutely bad. preposterous to say that this is a good deal. It's not a good deal. It's not a good deal. It's an opening of a discussion. I think there's an opening of discussion somewhere, but I, as I'm, you say, it's not the, the, the studios. The studios are taking over the control again, you see, by doing such. So, you know, you get like the raise and all these things. That but wonderful. they're going to want something Even for that, right? They're going to want something for that. It's oh, like, oh, I give you a little concession. Okay, now you owe me. That. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Exactly as you said, ours are, you know, the, the same will go. And it is the mindset of us in this, 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 what I call the circus. Um, the mindset within it is that we are, we are omnipotent. We are as, no matter who we are, whether it's the actor, whether it's the crew, whether it's the producer, whether it's whoever it is, you get the feeling of omnipotence when you're on a film or whatever you're doing because you have to. Because you've got to have enough courage to just go forward and do things that no no rational human being would do. And um, so everything's okay. But it does place the mental um, the mental attitude that lies quiet and dormant in the back that we are less than that. We're not important. You see that view. That doesn't come to the fore. It's just there at the back. Because it's in doing the things that we do that we are actually sacrificing the self. When we think what we're doing is actually to the benefit of others, it's not true. It is not true. It is hurting itself. You know, I mean, really, honestly, truly, I mean, you know, every time a guy does a stunt, I've done many stuff. I've done things. I've done a lot of things that I, that are exciting. Yes, I love that kind of thing. I love excitement. It's great for the ego. You know, oh, wow. Oh, you did that. Oh, wow. Marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. And just as Alison has said, the base route is never addressed. And it is exactly what she's doing. It's more than, than just human trafficking in a, an encapsulated small place. It is universal. It is all. All. Everybody. Right. And I wanted to add. And the sooner we start coming to terms of that and awakening to this, the sooner 
as a, a humanity, as an entity here, we will possibly move forward. I don't know. And I want to add one Sorry, thing. Yeah. I know I said it very strongly, and some people are going to hate that. I said it, but I said it, and it's it's going to it's going to make some people angry. But it is true is that there are some people, and I'm not saying all of corporates doing this. There are some people, and I won't name names. There are some people that literally are completely insensitive of humanity in every industry, but especially in entertainment, because we put ourselves on the line. Like I literally had a conversation with somebody the other day. Like I was explaining to them that in my view, you need to have enough dressing rooms for the actors. You just do. I won't I won't tolerate more than four people in a dressing room. Um, unless it's like a really big, 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 big one. <laughs> because that's like you're going to be cramming people into a small space. And how in the world is someone going to get their brain in the right performing space if you're cramping them into some space in the place where they're supposed to prepare their mind and get their hair and makeup and all stuff done? Something as basic as that, right? It's a very basic thing. It's space. But the mind of the artist, like take me now, I mean, and Rose, a dancer, any dancer will say the same thing. You know, any performer will tell you the same thing. The fact that we need to change in the alley or we need to change in the toilet or we need to change, you know, that that's where it is. That's it. That's all you're getting. You see, is almost beforehand the, the, the deal is made within. And that's what I mean by how we have this, 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 uh, we work with this lesser than mentality. In other words, it's taken as obvious. So, oh no, I don't mind changing in the toilet. What they have changed in a sewer. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. You know, it's like we're so strong. Oh, baby, come on, bring it on. You know, because we circus people. Oh, yeah, we can trapeze. Oh, baby. You see. And and there, there we're going like, you know, kind of bravado of, of saying we don't care how you might want to try and treat us. But we rise above that by saying to you, well, that's wonderful. My word. It's so kind of you. So I've kept the toilet for me <laughs> to change in. Oh, you graciousness is just I tell you blowing me away. Yeah. So um but as once again, you hit on it straight because you are dealing with numbers on the one side. Those that are faced with numbers all the time, they, 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 they yeah. nightmares are numbers. Absolutely. Not emotions, not humans. Numbers, 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 numbers. That is a horrible place. But anyway, so it is. Um, humanity, the day that humanity becomes what it should be or what it is not what it should be it is what it is the beauty that it is and is first recognized for that before anything else yeah. is when we will start learning that through the giving is how we all enter the place of peace so to speak you know I know that's a little bit kind of you know <laughs> wishful but you get what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it sounds so simple, but yet not. If we work just on giving, just that, that was the mentality that we all had. That is it. Because we realize that in that, that's where our win is. There's, there's the mentality of only by taking. 
do we win? That's that the sacrifice of someone else. How is it possible for you to win if you if someone else is sacrificing? No, no, no winning that. That 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 is empty. It is only when you know you don't need to. You don't need to take. That's where there lies trust. That's where there lies the, the unity. That's where it lies of of the understandings of humanity, of what we are, of the beauty, such and such, and all the rest of it. I can get very, very kind of you know, yeah, intense and angry. I can get very angry, you know. And, and what you said is 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 a beautiful thing, Alison. It is a beautiful thing. It really is. And it, it just doesn't only, I mean, touch on the entertainment industry. It's all industries. But the entertainment industry has a voice. We have been provided with a voice. And that's that's what I think scares so much of any corporate. It would terrify me if I was corporate. You know, oh, my Lord, what are they going to say next? You know, it's like, you know, oh, are they going to tell the truth? Oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. So we have got this voice. And, and for artists, it's, it's, I think, imperative to use the voice as, as in these times, especially as consciously and as, as, um, with as much humanity as possible and with as much honesty as we can, uh, must have. Because we are the ones that are like, yeah, we are, we are, you know, so there it is, there it is. And I don't want to say that all of the corporate group is acting horribly towards people because I do know that there are good people. There are a lot of good people. So there's great companies. Yeah, there are a lot of great people that work. You know, and 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 it's not to say that you know we've said we've been set up to believe in those good guys, bad guys. It's not a real thing. Exactly. Um, but there are those that exist within the kind of places that you're dealing with uh, deals and numbers that are so radical that uh, the leaning to the absolute horrendity of life when you talk about human trafficking and things of where deals in signing blood. That's how you keep a person's trust. Because they dare not break it because you could tell the world what they've done. I just hope that we can have we can have better just better conversations between the people that are worried about numbers and they're worried about numbers for the right reason. They are. Oh yeah. The reality, it is a reality. That's what it is. I mean, but wars are the same. Uh, wars are far, it's accountants, really. Um, you know, it's the boardroom assassins, I always call them. That is what is a war. That is what is entertainment as mm-hmm. well, in the same way. It's just the guys that have to manage this massive thing. But now it's getting smaller. Who knows where it goes? Who knows how we mm-hmm. got here? I don't. Right. But, you know, apparently it, it does its thing. It does its thing. It does its thing. So we're in the middle of it doing its thing. You know, I, I, and we're trying to make sense of it, whatever this is. You know, how we go <laughs> through this period. Yes, you you, you get me. It's it's, it's like uh, there's no explanation that one can find that will suffice mm-hmm. for all. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and that is, I suppose, the irony of the whole thing. And, and that at the end of the day, it's all meaningless. And, um, you know, and uh, your choice of your, your, the whole choice of this meal that you've, you've given us, Alison, is so beautiful because it, it, it's how it all, all joins together, the bridge, you see. Ah, and, yes. And, 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 okay. And yeah. Yeah. Bridge, Speaking of all these things, you see what I'm saying? All right, together these now. things lead to the same place, you see. It comes to the same place. It's building that bridge. And on that bridge, we have peace. On that bridge, we can have those moments. On the, you see? And and uh, this is, it, it's opening it up to the unity. This is, uh, and more and more, I do believe, even in the highest places, the realization is dawning. No one's going to get anywhere unless we start unifying. Well, you know. This opposition <laughs> to each other's story is like basically bankrupting everyone. Now, you heard a guy in his pocket. He's going to make friends with you if you can alleviate that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, so we'll see what happens next. But I and like I do, I do appreciate that they did get some some things out of this. Like because before it was worse, hundred percent. I think you that's know? a strategy. But at the same time, I think. Well, yeah, they should. I think that's like uh, people accrediting this this win to them and the fact that they had a strategy moving forward, unlike you know previous strikes that may have occurred in the past so from what i've heard from from what they're saying actually um they are not leaving it at this point for them this is a jumping point for future um improvements and negotiations i don't know how successful that will be in the future but i think that um they uh, are fully cognizant that this is not going to be enough to fix all of the issues within the industry because unfortunately that's the reality of living in this late capitalist age that we are in it's built on the bones of of exploitation well yes it is and it always will be you know i mean the, the, as long as as long as the the, the body is a means of product, mm -hmm. you know, at the moment, like a birth certificate and you get a number and all that story. Um, you know, uh, yes, yes, I understand. That's so it is. Uh, but in a way, I cannot also but look in wonder at how things are happening um, and, and progressing and moving. One never knows which way it'll go, but it does go forward. As you say, it opens discussions. Things get opened. I mean, how many times doesn't the head of like SAG like go in there and have talks with Every these day, guys? It seems. You know, and, and, and everybody lies. You know what I mean? Everybody mm -hmm. lies because you can't tell the truth because if you tell the truth, that's going to do this and that. So it's all of it is a rubbish, mm -hmm. you know? So, when it starts hurting in the pockets, and and that area also is, is, is finding its own little way somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. who knows what's mm -hmm. going to happen. Everybody wants to unify a sort of a, you know, a, a, a financial system that is devoid of having to have paper and that. 
Um, so all these things are happening. They're happening. And the only decision that I can make in this is how I see it. Mm. Is where I put my perception. What is my perception? I, I cannot look at it otherwise. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've got I, that's true. So I think there's a good place for your to ask us your question of the day. Um, I was inspired by reading Blanca Vereda's life to uh, to ask this question. Um, I think that artists in all fields work their best when they're surrounded by other artists and people within the same creative field. So my question is, how would you advise people who are perhaps in a new environment who haven't yet fully immersed themselves into the art scene of their local environment and finding other artists and cultivating that group? If if I understand correctly, and then please tell me if I'm not. Um, to me, the best way to do that is, of course, uh, on social groups. You know, there are so many now that you can join, and very specific ones as well. You know, you've got groups. It's wonderful to see the stand-up comedians that are joining together. You know, you have you have actually multiple groups of, of uh, stand-up comedians who who are, who are open and able to like lay down what their material is. You know, listen, I'm, I'm going on. Doing, I'm gonna go do it like you know one of those, those, those straight fives, and I'm gonna like hit with straight gags. These are my gags, and you know, and the guys will will offer them like good like feedback, and 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 it's very supportive and it's wonderful to see, and advice in the places where when I was doing stand up, you couldn't get advice from anybody. Uh, that's an example, but I would the thing to me is the first thing is join the groups. Get to know the groups. And then within the groups, once you're in there and you can start talking, you start finding out a little bit more of what's what and where's where. You know, who to go to and where to go to. And doors open that way a lot, uh, you know, I think I think quicker than when you're on your feet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it does make sense. I think... I think for me, it's like you first have to know what's there, like go to shows. Basic, right? Go to shows, get to know what's going on. And uh, no worries, Johnny. And uh, basically go to shows, find out what's going on, then start to see how you can get involved, like meetups or other uh other situations like that are great ways to plug into that. And then, of course, if you're already connected to a circle in another country, it's very important to get the names of people in the country where you're going, who you can connect to, especially in art. So I think that's the brief answer. Those are those are all really great um, tips. And, you know, also just being to uh, 
keeping yourself aware on what the culture is and what's even available out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think sometimes it can be overwhelming for people, especially if they're an introvert and might be a little shy or have difficulty putting themselves out there and that's what i'm saying you have to be adopted by a circle usually if you're have if you're already in a circle in another country you can you can connect to people in the in the circle where you need to go if that makes sense like you'll know um people that are like oh yeah, like let's connect over here. You know people in this country. Oh yeah, I also know people mm-hmm. in that country. And yeah. and you can kind of So it's drawing on the circle like that, that you already have. Yeah, you have to do that because then you can plug into the right level. Yeah. If you if at all possible. Yeah. yeah. And I th- I think sometimes it's also difficult for people to do that. Um, some people, not not everyone, but feel like they're being a burden or being, um, you know, too too greedy or something like that. But I think that most people want to help others, so that's you know something to keep into consideration that you're not in imposition um, and ask. Now, listen, most of the time in the arts, we don't even think about that. We, we have to think about yeah. connections. Yeah. There's no such a thing as imposing on someone. You're literally, you literally need your connections to survive in this industry. Mm-hmm. It's not like in some other industries. You you really need them in order to go to the next yeah. thing. Fortunately or unfortunately. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so yeah, use utilize social media groups and um, your current circle of contacts and attending local shows. Those are some tips to find your own group of people in a new environment. It's challenging for some people, but because they're not used to it. If you're new, you're not used to it, but it's really the way that it works. Absolutely. I see it all the time. Yeah. Like in some groups, somebody will say, hey, I need a, I need work. I've been doing X, Y, Z. Can, can I talk to someone? And then someone will be like, oh, you've done this ABC? Cool. Contact me. Let's connect. And da da da. Like Beautiful. There's no, it's really informal like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. I'm sure that I think because the whole thing is cyclical, you know, the the season is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. There's down times, there's up times. Yeah. So a lot of the talent and people are going like this. Yeah. I think people anyway. are gonna appreciate your insight. It's all yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing the song on air. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> anyway, well, we can call Annie, but I love Annie. 
Yes, Annie is a great show. Anyway, so I think this is a good place where we can sign out. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we will be back for more of our future presentation. Anon. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.